Hey, before we go into today's podcast, I just want to do kind of a roll call on things that you should follow me on and maybe don't yet. Yeah, I see you. It's at DeFrancisco underscore one on Instagram, at DeFrancisco underscore one on Twitter, at DeFrancisco underscore one on TikTok, at DeFrancisco underscore one on YouTube. You should definitely subscribe to YouTube. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have something special there starting this Sunday. We'll talk about that later for now. Let's jump into the podcast. Hello and welcome to the David Francisco podcast. I hope you're doing great. Today on the podcast, I catch up with a veteran and a big star of the British wrestling scene. He's a beloved and uh, hated in a good way, in a good wrestling way. Wrestling is weird like that. Besides being a staple of the London and the wrestling scene here in the UK, he is also a trainer and he is so much fun to be around. The creator of Matt Kurt, Sha Samuels, is here on the podcast. We didn't get to talk about Matt Kurt, to be fair. I'm gonna have to save that one for a next time. But we talk about his injuries and how his recovery has been lately. We talk about how that first bump is gonna feel like. And we also realize, while recording the podcast, that he was wrestling at the first ever show that I saw here in the UK. It was a really fun conversation, I hope we enjoy it. Let me just tell you this, I had an issue with my microphone, Shy is fine, but I had an issue with my microphone, so the audio quality is not as good as I've um, got you accustomed to. So I do apologize for that, but it doesn't mean that it's impossible to listen to, and the conversation, conversation is so good that I didn't want to throw it away. So might as well listen to it. It's a catch-up with Shah Samuels on the David Francisco Podcast. First things first, you, uh, before wrestling stopped, uh, you were uh, having a bit of a timeout just to recover on uh, on an injury. How, like, how's the yeah. update? How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I mean, to be honest, I think I was uh, cleared a week before lockdown, I reckon, technically. But I never got no. anything official. I'm only going past my diagnosis. I think, because um, my last appointment was a week before lockdown, and then the doctor said, oh, you're pretty much good to go. But they did, she didn't officially clear me yet. I had another appointment, but I spoke to her on the phone. So I'm going to see her once, you know, things are a li little bit less hectic in the world. Because more important things in the world going on now than me getting cleared for an injury. So she's, I'm sure she's occupied with actual real problems. <laughs> Not just some guy who wants yeah, to wrestle. Course, man. <laughs> and, but anyway, and to be fair, it's like no uh, anyway. this time was good for you to recover, right? Yeah, it is. The only thing selfishly, right, because we're all ego-driven people as wrestlers, right? We're all driven by our own egos. Let's be honest. The only thing that's hurting is the fact that when I come back, everyone else is coming back. So I don't get that big pop, that big fucking comeback, you know? So I'm sorry, I swore. But, <laughs> but that's the truth. My egos hurt a bit. But apart from that, you know, we'll, go, we'll just carry on as normal, I, think what, I guess. I think what you... What you need to do is you need to, like, um, uh, a few weeks before your first booking back, you just yeah. need to go hard on social media, just be like, hey, remember when I was injured? Remember how <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. not clear to wrestle? <laughs> right? just, just uh, it's great to see everyone yeah. coming back. I'm not. Yeah, shame. I know. How, how long I have you been that, wrestling, though? A long time. I mean, I'm at eight, I was 18. 18 years, I reckon. It's been with training and wrestling. You know, even though it wasn't, so, I wouldn't say 18 solid years of actual wrestling all the time, but I've been involved for 18 years. Um, 
um, for training. So 2002, I started training. It's a long time. Right, so has this been has this been the longest you've been without like stepping in a ring? Yeah, it's my it's my first injury. I was lucky, never got injured. Even though really? well, I never got yeah, I never got diagnosed with an injury. Well, I might have got. I'm sure I got injured, but I just never went to the hospital or the doctors because it was nothing serious, you know. But this is the first proper it's injury. Never had, like anything serious, having in mind your uh, your wrestling style. Yeah, I know. You well, know all I, those I, flips you do and landing on your well, head. To be honest, that's only recently. I mean, I did that a few when I was younger. That I took a long period of time not doing nothing high risk, and it was only the last couple of years. I felt the pressure of having to compete with all the people doing all this flashy stuff. I was like, man, I've got to compete with these people. So I brought it back. And then next thing you know, I'm getting injured left, right and center. <laughs> so there's a, a lesson to be learned there. <laughs> I was, I was talking to, to Michael, to the OGMO uh, here on, on, on this podcast. And it's yeah. like one of the things he said that was great about him being forced to not wrestle yeah. is that he was able to heal all those small nagging injuries that he just constantly had at the end of the He had year. loads. He, he felt a lot yeah. of pressure on himself because he was, he, was, he was making a name for himself. And then when you, once you start getting a name, you feel the pressure that you, um, it's required that you have a certain standard of performance every, every weekend or every show you're on. So you, st- you 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 neglect your injuries and you don't take it easy. You just go full pelt. And he was a, a victim of that. So I was noticing he was had he had a few niggling injuries because he felt a lot of pressure because he was a hot property before lockdown. You know, so yeah, he felt the I, he felt he felt the pressure to to be at a certain level every single time he went out there. You know, I'm not and saying you're talking about competing, right? Yeah. You, you yeah. were talking about competing. It's like now he's going to come back and he's not going to have those injuries dragging him down. So, like, well, no one's going no to stop him. Exactly. It's going to be bad. Man. Hopefully, every, to everyone should come back. Hopefully, people come back fresh. They come back uh, with a new creative ideas. New, You know, it's going to be interesting. The scene will be great once it gets going again. You know, I, I feel. I feel like people yeah, are going to be yeah, um, at their best, you know. Uh, if there's any shows available, well. like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm looking forward to getting back. Um, it's, it's for a lot of people, it'll be five, five, six months until they've wrestled. To me, it'll be about nine, nine, ten months. So I'll have double the amount of layoffs. Yeah, with yourself, Jesus. Yeah. Oh man, I, I, I can't, I can't imagine what what that's like. But I'm glad that you're you're feeling better and you're yeah. able to. I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm to looking forward back. to coming back. It does play with you a bit though, because you're like you start having second guessing yourself. You have a long, a long layoff, you know, and you, you you're gonna get par- paranoia will seep in and be like, can I still do this? Is my body not conditioned to it anymore? Will I get another injury straight away? That is playing on your mind a lot, you know. That's that's the worrying thing is the mental block, you know. Yeah, man. Uh, it's um, another thing that I wonder, like. Um, obviously, I've been I've not been wrestling, which means that I haven't bumped for like five months now, Mate. right? And I I just yeah, know wow. I just know it's going to be dreadful, right? Yeah, totally. To you, it's double because you've been out for like ten months, right? Are yeah. you dreading that first bump back? Of course, you always you even when you you're doing this every single um you know three times a week or you go training as well. Even when you do it that much and your body's conditioned to it you still don't want to take that first bump. <laughs> so imagine what it's going to be like. You have a long layoff for everyone. It's going to be a wake-up call. And we're all going to remember how painful this actually is. 
because I when when we are conditioned to it, it still hurts, but it doesn't hurt as much because again, our body has you know could been conditioned to the pain, the bumps, the bruises, waking up with aches and pains. We've all been conditioned to that, but now we haven't, and it's going to be a <laughs> a big wake up call for us. Scary, actually. There's. I was talking to to a few friends, um, wrestlers as well, yeah. uh, who like said how unbelievably feels to like it, it, they feel very fresh in the past few weeks, right? Yeah. And like, and, and they started wondering why that is. Why mm. are they feeling so good? And especially now coming back to the gym, why they're feeling so good? And then they remember, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's because I'm not in pain constantly <laughs> and forgot yes. the, the, how much wrestling wrestling hurts now. Oh, it's just it, the, it, um, the, the the pain threshold that I develop is great. It and is. If I'm, I mean, if I'm afraid, I'm gonna come back and it's all gonna go away. Yeah, I'm not saying. I think I think we all are. Because um, there's always that as a wrestler, there's that mon- especially on independent level, is that Monday morning feeling. Because if you had a weekend full of shows, that Monday you wake up. You're in absolute agony and you can't do anything. That sometimes goes on to Tuesday and Wednesday where your body's in so much agony because you put on um, three or four shows that weekend and you took a lot of bumps and you took you took a lot of hits and um, you're, you're in pain for days on end. But you still carry on. You go to work. You go to the gym. But now, like you said, you know, going to the gym now, I've never been in – I go to the gym. I'm not in pain or, you know, it's or going to work, I'm not in pain. Whereas um, it went once wrestling starts again, there's going to be that transitional phase where we're going to have to get used to being in pain again. You know? Yeah, I'm. I'm not looking forward to that at all. Oh, you know? yeah. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll get there when we get there. Let's let's put it this way. Uh, you yeah. were um, like there was a big transformation on like your your body and your look uh, late last year. Yeah. You were very much um, anyone who would follow you on social media oh, and be yeah. able to see your yourself is on the uh, at the gym and yourself yeah. is on the um, the tanning bed was... and the other day you went back to the tanning bed how good did that feel <laughs> it was great right so i went i went this is bad i do not encourage this but i went um like every other day so i was going every other day to get my tan back so i lost it completely my tan was a lot of hard work i took pride in my tan i love having a tan it gave me some confidence um, but I've got I've got my tan back. Uh, I'll have to be honest as well with regards to my gym progress. The first the first eight weeks of lockdown, I was eating eating everything. I wasn't doing anything physical to be honest. It was a mixture of being feeling sorry for myself because I was injured, and the fact that there's a pandemic going on. Um, so I was eating everything, ice creams, crisps, everything. So I lost a lot of gains, but I would like happy to report that. Um, I started doing like a lot of home workouts. So I've kind of lost all that lockdown weight and I kind of feel like I'm back to normal now. We're back to my progress anyway. It's hard because um, like it's, it's a hard time, you know, it's a very uh, uncertain time. And then like in your case, you're very open about uh, having a family and having your kids. Right. And it can't be easy to like deal with all of this while there's lockdown happening and the schools oh, are no, closing, yeah. and then on top of that, even trying to stay in shape and stuff, mm. something's got to give, and yeah. and it, that's that's not a bad thing at all. No, I mean it was it was difficult for the kids, but I was lucky. Like uh, my daughter is in the last year of primary school, so because she was in year mm. six, she got to go back to school. She got to go back for um, 
I think for about six weeks she went back to school. And then my son, because he, he's autistic, he was allowed to go to, um, to school every day with the front line. All the people on the front line, workers, their kids were allowed to go to school yeah. every day. Cause, so so cause my son's autistic, he was allowed the same thing as well, which is good. So he wasn't disrupted okay. um, from his routine. So he got to go to school. He was um, enjoying that. And my daughter got to finish um, her year as well. Because she's starting secondary school. So she got to say goodbye to her friends and stuff, which I thought was very important. But they managed well. Yeah. I've been lucky in that respect. Um, my kids are very good, good in that way. Yeah, so I'm happy with that. Are you back at the gym now? Yeah, I'm back now, but I'm back at the gym. But I'm still doing my home workouts, right? So I love the gym, but okay. I'm really enjoying my home workouts because I'm doing a lot more cardio-based stuff at home. Because um, I don't know if you heard I... of um, a, a workout called Insanity. It's a DVD workout, yeah. right? Yes, I right, have. So I, yeah, it's, yeah it's... it's hard, right? <laughs> But I, 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 it's, I, it's, well, yeah. it's insane. Let's say yeah, that way. Exactly. Including the title. Um, so I started doing that. So I've, 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 I've been doing them workouts at home. So I'm doing that along with my gym workout. Just uh, So I'm enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it now. Which is a far cry from the start. To... <laughs> I was able to... Well, you, you'll get there, uh, I'm yeah. sure. And we got time still. It's not like we're going yeah. to have shows this weekend. Yeah. Um, it's... Exactly. Um, I. I to me, it's like I, I, I did work out at home, um, like virtual, like I had a good like workout plan and I was following it properly while, while lockdown was happening, Yeah. but I really didn't enjoy it. Uh, I no? did it because, because I had to, and I, and I didn't enjoy it. Right. Yeah. And then as soon as they announced the gyms were going to open, I yeah. like, not sure if on purpose or not, whatever it is, but I stopped working out at home because like, oh, oh, I want to work out today. The gyms are going to work soon. And that just became two weeks instead of one day. And yeah, it I felt so good to actually be back at a gym. It's just like, I don't know. There's something about this. Obviously, like, this is for me. Everyone will be different. Yeah, everyone's um, different. It's, yeah. There's something great about going somewhere that has like all the equipment and you get to, to work out. And I, I'm lucky that I'm in a situation where I never go when the gym is busy. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm able to play like that. So I just enjoy, um, and I feel like my workouts are getting better as well, not just because of the equipment, but it's like, I'll happily spend two hours there, do my foam rolling and my like mobility stuff, do yeah. my weights, do my cardio. It's just fun. I, I just like, it's it's the highlight it's, of my day. Atm I mean, the atmosphere in the gym is different as well. I mean, I, I totally relate to that. I mean, I've got some weights at home, but I did enjoy doing weights at home for some reason. But at the gym, you know, when there's everything there, there's people around you. If you see a big guy, you're like, Jesus, that's motivating. So you see, a, you know, stuff around you is always motivating you when you're at the gym. Whereas at home, it's sometimes hard to get motivated. You know, you might, you know, especially if you've got kids, the kids might run in. I'm like, that's the workout finished. You know, they're hungry. You've got to do them some food. There's something on the TV. There's always something that can come up at home. Whereas at the gym, there's always motivation and everything there you need. So I know you, I, I totally understand what you mean. Totally. To, to me, it's like, it's just the idea of going to a different space. Cause like at home, I, I, I like, yeah. it, this is, this is very personal. Be like, I don't like working in the bed or eating in the bed. Right. When I'm in the bed, I'm relaxing. Right. Uh, I don't like to, yeah, if I'm totally. doing like, uh, for example, this podcast we're doing right now that I'm doing at home, I'm, I don't like to do it in yeah. the same place where I eat. Because uh, to me, it's just like, right, I like different yeah. spaces for different stuff. So just the fact that I can go somewhere, yeah. 
right? And it's just like yeah, there's a different totally. space for me to be able to be there. It just like makes such a difference to me. It's it's crazy. Speaking of going somewhere, yeah, right. is going yeah. to Scotland your favorite place to go and wrestle? Uh, oh yeah, the crowd is crazy up there. I love it. I mean, I got to tell you a story. Uh, 2013, 2014, the wrestling scene in Scotland was unlike anything I've ever seen. The crowds were huge. The, um, they really tapped into a mainstream um, culture up there. I mean, I mean, Grado was uh, such a big star, and he pushed wrestling over to the mainstream over there. So when I was in London, I, mm -hmm. I was seeing all the videos, and I was like, why does everyone want to go to Japan when we've got a, a thriving scene up in Scotland? You know, <laughs> that was my, my attitude was, I don't want to go to Japan or, or anywhere in Europe. I want to go and work in Scotland. And I was uh, thankful enough. Yeah, I was got the gig up there, and the, the scene is amazing. Um, the, the the team, the team ethic we have up there, the the, the group. Because we all did a lot of touring together, and because we did them tours together, we all created a bond. And we, it's such a good team ethic we have amongst each other. And the shows are always good, so I always enjoy working up there. Well, I like working down here as well. Don't get me wrong, but up there is I have a special bond up there. When did you start going to Scotland? Has it been like uh, 2014. How did it happen? How did you start working in Scotland? Um, well, they, ICW was this, ran a was this show. after their um, their big show. No, no, but just, uh, you, one year before their big show. Um, great, they needed someone to work Grado, okay. right? They needed, they needed a good villain to wrestle Grado because you know he could tell you this. Mm -hmm. He was never the best, but he needed someone to lead him. And I, when they when ICW came to London, I wrestled Grado in their show in London. And we had such great chemistry that they said, all right, we'll bring him up to Scotland. And then by my own back, I got over with the audience up there, which all kind of forced them to keep booking me every every month. And then every and then every promotion up there slowly started booking me. So I, I, just, I got really, I just, I was lucky enough to get really over with the audience up there. And it's all thanks to working when did, Grado. When did that match with Grado happen? Uh, 2014 in Islington, I believe. Okay. Yeah, uh, they, at the Coco, right? Yeah, no, it wasn't Coco. It was um, the O2 in Islington. The Coco was oh. another time. Yeah, we wrestled quite a few times. Was that Coco show? Was that Coco show the only time that they um, that they run that venue? No, they've done it twice. Because I remember I wrestled Grado one time, and I wrestled Joe Hendry another time there. That venue was amazing. The the reason why I'm asking this mm -hmm. is because, and I'm looking at it right now, I'm like searching this because I really yeah. want to know. Um, it's because my first ever indie wrestling show, right. like a show that wasn't WWE, was a Coco uh, show in 2015. Yeah, it might, it might have been uh, that because it was, it was in 2015, the, the show was. I'm let me trying see, to look. April 2015. I'm looking at Alex Kidd in London. I, yeah, uh, Alex Kidd in London. You, I, I, you wrestle great yeah. though. Rest street, fight. street fight. Yeah, street fight. <laughs> if you go, if you go and see the footage for this show, I'm front yeah. row. Are you? I'm. I'm just you? like. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's the, like um, I. So I moved here in June that year, but oh, in okay. April I did two weeks here just to like yeah. get everything sorted and see how it was and and just like um, yeah, try to sort everything out right. And yeah. I noticed that this show was happening while I was here. And right. that was the first time that I saw you wrestle, was that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think um, Progress actually had a show that day as well. I think it was a double header. That's why it was so busy. So I reckon they kind of worked it out where Progress ran in the afternoon 
And then mm-hmm. a lot of people were curious about ICW. They, they went to Progress and they came from Coco afterwards. So it was a really busy crowd. I mean, I'll be honest, the second show didn't get nearly the same amount of audience. But I remember that Alex Kidd show was really good. Because I think that was the third day we did it. We yeah, toured. Yeah. yeah, it was a good, unique vibe, you know. And it was a, the third day in a three-day tour. It was on the VIP bus. And that and venue was beautiful. It's, it really was. It's it really not was. there I mean, anymore, I'll say, is it? No, I got burnt down. I mean, um, oh, really? I've actually, one of my favorite pictures is uh, at the Coke. I'll send it over to you. It's, it shows you what an amazing venue it is. I, want, I wonder if you're in it, actually. <laughs> well, I'll find it later I, I, on and send it to you. Bro. I have, um, there, there's a friend, there was someone that went to train. Um, he, he's he's from Liverpool and he's living in Japan yeah. right now. He lived in, right. in in Mexico. He lived in Portugal a bit. Um, he just trained some wrestling with us while he was in Portugal. He's not okay. a wrestler, but he knows that oh. he's a wrestling fan and stuff. Okay, and he yeah. was he was the one who sent me the screenshot of me being front row. And he asked me <laughs> to tell him uh, what the result was of the Danny Hope yeah. match because he was a big Danny Hope fan. Danny Hope, looking Danny at this card, it's like, yeah, yeah, Danny Hope was uh, great. And that's, oh, he's um, a champion. Yeah, that he was. That's when he lost the, the championship to Stevie yeah. Boy. Yeah, that's amazing. Man. I'm looking at this match, and it's like, I wish, I wish yeah. you see my face. You know, I talk about 2015, 2014, 15, and 16 was such such good years for all of British wrestling. I mean. I was part of the the boom with ICW. We ran the uh, the SEC, the, the arena shows, um, but the whole the whole scene was so good. It wasn't just wrestling fans, you know. It was people who just wanted a good night out. They'll go to a wrestling show anywhere in the country, you know. Everywhere was booming. It was just a good time. I mean, I'm you brought up some good memories here, man. See. Yeah. It's been it's been worth this conversation already. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. It's... Like the the um, there was a big boom there at the time. Do you think it's gonna come back though? Like, um, I, like... I feel like this 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 resting time is just gonna yeah. get people more eager to to see wrestling. Obviously, there's stuff that wrestling needs to sort itself out with. Yeah, but I'm I really like, feel like... like things. Every 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 industry I think has problems they need to sort out and address and to move on in a, in a more um, you know progressive way let's just say i think a lot of industries have that problem i don't think wrestling is the only problem only um industry to have a problem I'm not saying you haven't got one we have of course you have a problem but i think any any sort of entertainment industry needs to address their issues you know i just feel yeah, like it's wrestling a gets thing a... that things are are talking mm. i mean talked about and yeah and i mean i think that's all and... you need people need the courage to open up and and uh, tell their stories and have their problems because there's um, I can be honest with you. I mean, I'm, I'm growing up in wrestling a uh, long time ago, there's a terrible bullying culture. There is a bullying culture in wrestling. Um, that needs to get sorted out. You can't just, you know... I don't know. So it's a very complex situation. It's very hard to talk yeah. about. But there, there is a, definitely a bullying culture. I mean, there's, 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 there is, you know, bad stuff that happens. It's, it's hard to police it within. I definitely like yeah, the yeah. idea that people and promotions bring in outside unbiased outside people to, you know, I believe it's safeguarding, isn't it? That's what they want, the safeguard officers and stuff like this to come on board to a few shows, which is good if they're outside of the industry. You can't have, you know, you can't have people, that the inmates running the asylum, let's just say, that's a, yeah. a, a quote, yeah, let's just exactly. say. I think if you're going to have people do it, it needs to be outside people. 
hundred percent. Yeah, uh, there's there's a, there's a few groups that, um, uh, that I know of that are like trying to figure all those th- those things out, so yeah. that there's at least some kind of directives, right, yeah, for emotions course, yeah. and, and wrestlers to follow. And yeah. the fact that those conversations are being are being ha- had and uh, a and huge are being sorted like that, it's it's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, like, and the, 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 the people mm-hmm. who came out uh, with yeah. their stories changed this industry for the better. Yeah, of course. I mean, and that's always, you know, if it changes stuff for the better and, and uh, people, you know, you know, it's, it's horrible. It's a horrible burden to have something inside you and you're not letting it out. And it's, if you just let go of your emotions and tell your story, it's also good for you mentally. You get what I mean? You know, I mean, it seems yeah, like absolutely, man. I spoke, I spoke, I know it's not the same. It shouldn't really be, a, I know, I, I shouldn't feel like I didn't want to hijack a movement. See, look, I spoke about me being my race and stuff, yeah, in wrestling. I think I tweeted something not too long ago. And I got mm-hmm. got a lot of stuff out of the open. And I and I didn't realise how good that was for me. It was good. And I wouldn't have had that motivation if I didn't see other people talking about race in they've had to deal with race in their lives, you know. I never realised I I've dealt yeah. with race um, racism in my life. But then I took a step back. I was like, wait a minute, I have. Because <laughs> you take a step back because you see someone gets- else's story, you know. So it, and, you, and you realize you realize that it's great, yeah. And and yeah. the good thing as well is that uh, I hope you were saying you felt that, and I'm sure that yeah. a lot of people felt the same. Which is like yeah. the the community will uh, like showed a lot of support for people coming yeah. out and telling their stories, right? Yeah. Obviously, yeah. the um it wasn't it wasn't like a hundred percent, but it was like such a good vibe that yeah, I mean, um i felt more and more people saw the reaction that other people telling their stories were having and they themselves told their stories as well of and course it's just like it, it yeah it, it yeah. was a great thing for the wrestling business you know yeah i think i think just for, for human like as us as as people it's good to have these conversations you know and tell their stories and hopefully people understand that people go through troubles and have dealt through serious issues um, and they they've not felt like they could open up about it, and I'm I hope I'm glad that's changed because I feel com- more, you know I'm sure we should all feel confident that if you feel wrong done something bad's happened to you you should feel confident enough to speak out and say something about it and not feel ridiculed. Of course, man. Yeah. What's um I, I think like wrestling is gonna is gonna come back and it's gonna come back great. Oh uh, yeah, we do have boom period. Like, I think a boom period will happen again. Like you said, everyone's took a break. It's a time to get creative again. Think of new stuff. Um, hopefully, the, the the fans are craving for some wrestling, and will and hopefully, it all boot does have a little boom period again. Let's hope. I mean, I'm hopeful. Absolutely. Yeah. What's um What's the number one thing you want to do when you return to wrestling? When wrestling comes back? Um. Oh, that's a good. Just just being able to hopefully stepping in that ring and having a. A packed out audience is. Um, I love the, being in a show with a packed, loud. I love your call, like for example, just to go out there and feed off the crowd. That's what I'm looking forward to doing. That's why I perform at my best when there's a crowd there and I feed off that crowd and I, I will, hopefully they're entertained. I mean, that's what I want. I can't wait for that to happen. I miss yeah, it. So can't much. wait as well, man. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Where yeah. can people find you, chat? Uh, the usual at Shah Samuels, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook.com, Shah Samuels, uh, slash forward slash Shah Samuels UK, Shah Samuels.bigcartel.com. I'm just throwing that in there. I don't expect you to buy me any merch, buy my merch now. I know it's a tough time for everyone, but I'm just throwing it out there just in case. <laughs> no, no TikTok? No, absolutely not. You know, my kids have, my kids have it and they drive me up the wall. 
That is one social media app I'm never going to get, and that's TikTok. <laughs> never, never in my life. Bro. Even my wife does it. She loves it. She loves all that TikTok rubbish. Mental. You on TikTok, David? <laughs> Are you on TikTok? Again, yes, I am. Yes, oh, I am. You've gone right down in my estimation now. Come on. There's a no, listen, I don't do the dances and the trends on TikTok, right? I have my yeah. own content that I adapt to the platform, right? You know, you're not going to see me dancing or whatever. Um, okay, that's I can't wait to see you like there in two years. Yeah, um, yeah, but obviously, what's going to happen is I'm going to give in. TikTok will be the biggest social media app in the world, and I will give in and I will join it in the future. I know that, but for now, for this moment in time, I don't have a TikTok. Shai, it was great talking to you. Thanks, bud. And you, David. Thank you very much. Talking with Shao is so good. He's such a good spirit and it's just a really fun conversation as always, as well as really insightful. I hope that you enjoy that as much as I enjoyed talking with him. I'm going to bring Shao back for a Learn the Ropes episode a few weeks from now. Um, if you don't know, he has been teaching advanced classes at Knuckle Locks for a year maybe I'm not, i don't remember when he started but wednesday's evenings has been the shasamo class and it's very interesting and very different to what uh, other classes are because those are classes that are directed at advanced students we talk about why he chose that and a few of the tips he has for trainees, not only at that level, but all levels. That's going to be on a Learn the Ropes edition that's going to come later here on the feed. So if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast. It's the best way to stay updated with what happens here and to be able to get the latest episodes straight to your device. I'm not going to say it's a phone, maybe listen to this on the computer or something. Make sure you leave a rating if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts. That's really helpful. And I'll come back on Thursday and we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's been happening in my life. I'll catch up with you. Maybe I'll go live again on Instagram like I did last week while recording. So best thing to do is to follow me at DeFrancisco underscore one. And maybe you'll be able to drop in a question. That's it for today, though. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you next time.